This is No Stop Lights with Ken R. The singer in the, in the and I guess it's a soft drink industry, the energy drink industry, Celsius, I would argue, is the healthiest energy drink there is out there. Um, some of these things are loaded with byproducts and artificial ingredients. Um, Celsius, which is distributed by Pepsi-Cola, is probably as healthy as any of the energy drinks. As you get a little older, in the afternoon, you hit a wall. Let's go to a, a pretty bizarre topic. You ready? Marjorie Taylor Greene is a controversial American political figure. No question about it. Some would say she's batshit crazy. Some would say she's just real, real opinionated and um, and loud and proud about her her dispositions, her pronouncements. Some would say um, she's not serious. She's after the next book deal. Um, she's somewhat clownish on the global stage or on the political stage. But but she said something a couple of weeks ago. I got some notes here, uh, some polling notes. I want to make sure I properly articulate this data. Um, one of her most recent pronouncements was a national divorce. Um, you go your way, I go mine. You being a liberal-minded voter, I being a conservative-minded voter. I've actually suggested this for about 10 years. Um, we have divorces because of irreconcilable differences. We have um, incompatible ideologies at times in American politics. When we don't refer to federalism, we end up with this, um, this festering, this emotional energy that, that everybody's angry with everybody. The left hates the right. The right hates the left. I think federalism was intentionally kind of a relief valve to allow the government to blow steam off and states, you know, decide what is in their best interest. In other words, what works in New York doesn't work in South Carolina. What works in South Carolina doesn't work in in California. Fair enough. Um, and you kind of find a place of um of reason and rationale, a place that you kind of um they, they, they align with your worldview and your political values. But here's kind of an interesting because Marjorie Taylor Greene has been painted as an extremist. Well, 47% of Republicans at least somewhat agree that red states and blue states need a national divorce. 30% of Democrats, actually 27% of Democrats believe the same thing. 27% of voters not affiliated with either major political party agree that it's time for a national divorce. Now, now what is a divorce? I don't, I don't have any idea. Um, what, what did Lincoln say? You got to preserve the union. Uh, divided we fall. Americans can't be arrogant enough to believe that none of the rules apply. Look at maps of Europe. America's a baby of a nation. If you know someone 80 years old, most of us do, you know someone a third as old as our country. Who's been to Europe and looked at some of the older buildings? There's a building 1,200 years old. There's a, a church, you know, 975 years old. We're a baby of a nation. But when you look at the maps of Europe, look at how much they've changed. I mean, we live in a post-Second World War world. There, there's no question about that. That shaped the landscape of Europe. I read um, once that there's a, a person who lives in a home in Europe. They lived in four different countries. That home at some point in time in its 800-year existence has been in four separate countries. Do we really believe? I mean, does American arrogance reach the point that we don't believe any of the rules that, that apply to Europe, apply to Asia, uh, apply to us? I mean, I would agree we're unique. There, there's no doubt about it. If you look at American history or world history, prior to America, the majority of rights came from where? A monarch, a dictator, a king, some sort of totalitarian regime. 
I mean, it was hardly ever. That, that's the great story of America. And when, it, when, I, when I get accused of being too critical of America, I think the most patriotic thing we can do is be honest and self-evaluating and introspective. I think the dangerous thing with Americans are to believe that we're somewhat angelic, that there, there's relative good, there's relative bad. I think America is far more good than bad. But, but it's not perfect. And, and I think when we, when we try to dismiss somebody who um, says a national divorce is imminent, I think we need to seriously consider what the rest of the world looks like. Um, what would a natural, or excuse me, a national divorce look like? What would be the drivers? Is it taxes? I mean, I hope we could agree, uh, both parties, and I'm not talking about the, 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 the politician in Washington. I'm talking about the general public. Uh, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. What is two plus two equal? What is four plus four equal? It, it equals the same thing. I mean, it doesn't matter. And, and, I, and I, when I look at our debt situation, I look at the 33 trillion dollars of debt that we've accumulated as a nation, our unwillingness to address the debt in any meaningful fashion. I mean, we're spending money. We're paying off student debt. We're sending money to Ukraine. Uh, we're doing all these wonderful things with fiat currency of which we don't have. I mean, we're printing money. I mean, imagine, let's talk about national divorce for a second. So if America is the preeminent superpower on the planet, its financial model today is this. You ready? The Congress appropriates money it doesn't have. The Fed buys that debt with money they don't have. Now, the public buys some of that debt, but, but the Fed purchased some of that debt with money they don't have, but they're empowered and have the ability to deficit spend. Therefore, they can uh, create the money out of thin air. I mean, that's our financial model. That's where we are. So, so whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's hard to argue that we aren't being financially irresponsible and will encumber our kids with debt loads, not of their making. I mean, I'm last year the boomer. The boomers have been gluttonous in debt. I mean, the boomers have accelerated the increase in deficit to Social Security and Medicare. I mean, we can blame a lot of different people. But, but Social Security and Medicare are the drivers of our debt bomb, and we're not addressing it in any meaningful fashion. And eventually, eventually America will lose uh, the preferred currency status. And by that, I mean the first day the world allows an energy trade to be executed in something other than a dollar is one of the first days you begin to really seriously wonder what tomorrow looks like. We have had the luxury of having the preferred currency status all over the world. And, and, and by that, the petrodollar. The petrodollar is basically um, the, the affirmation that energy trades around the world will be based in the value of a dollar. Once that stops, once the world loses faith in America's ability to service its debt, you, you could begin to see a real unraveling. The people have asked me a lot, Ken, you read about this, you study this. What What is the other side of a debt bomb or a debt explosion look like? I, I got a real good answer. I don't know. I don't have any idea. I'm not an economist. I'm not sure an economist knows what the other side looks like. But, but once again, the only reason we've been allowed to accumulate $33 trillion of debt is the dollar is still preferred. The petrodollar is how we execute energy trades. But when when Marjorie Taylor Greene begins to discuss a national divorce, I don't think it's centered around debt. Because I think anybody of reason and practicality has to agree there's no way in hell we can spend a trillion and a trillion point two four dollars a year that we don't have. I mean, that's unsustainable. It's a mirage. It's, it's falsehood. It doesn't work. And my father famously said, it works till it don't work no more. Well, I'm afraid that we're looking at our debt bomb one day that will explode. But when you talk about a national divorce, 
What will be the impetus? What will be the driver? What will be the one event in American history where where we decide uh, almost in unison, probably won't be in unison, but almost in unison, hey, you take your ball and go that way. I'll take my ball and go this way. And I've tried to really understand some of the cultural issues, some of the societal issues, some of the socioeconomic issues. There is no doubt that America is a big-ass diverse country. I mean, there's no question about it. And it's going to be more complicated to govern than one of the smaller Scandinavian nations. I hear a lot of these folks, and I do. I'm guilty of this. Well, here's what they did in Finland. Here's what they did in Norway. I'm going to suggest what they did in Finland and Norway and compare that to the United States. I mean, we are a big, big, complicated and diverse nation. It's going to be harder to gain consensus. But when when Marjorie Taylor Greene begins talking about a national divorce, my mind immediately goes to, okay, what what does the divorce look like? I mean, do we build a fence in Nebraska? And, and all you red-leaning folk, all you conservative people go this way, all the liberal um, folks go that way. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have any idea what that looks like. But, but I think it's very arrogant, unbelievably arrogant, to believe that there weren't smart people in Europe, that there weren't patriotic people in Europe. And at some point in time, I think America has to convince itself that we're not immune to any of those realities. We're not. I mean, what, what happens in these other places around the world could potentially happen here. I believe, as a Christian, that, that a lot of our, our divisions will be based along a spiritual realm. I think there's a secular world and there's a spiritual world. Um, I think there are spiritual people who have allowed the debt to get out of control. I think there are spiritual people who have uh, edu- ideals on education and infrastructure and spending and, and some of these other things government's responsible for. I think there's secular people who believe. And I think there's secular, and uh, in a Venn diagram, I think there's some overlap of, of secular souls and spiritual souls. But but I do believe that, that if we ever get to the, I guess, the, um, the worst-case scenario of American division, to a point where we do decide that that we have incompatible ideologies and you've got to go your way and I've got to go my way, I think at the center of that is God. I'm not I'm not a, a spiritual superhero. I don't get preachy a lot on the radio. I do believe there's a God in heaven. I do believe God has blessed our country more than we can ever imagine. I do believe it's a bit prophetic. I think that the Bible clearly says, I'll bless those that bless you. I think we have um, had Israel the constant ally. We have equipped Israel, and you can say it's self-serving. It's all about oil. It is. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. But but it's still very prophetic in our steadfast support of the Jewish state in Israel. I think the other thing we've done probably better than any country in human history is export of the gospel. I, I think, you know, um, go go reach the masses. Um, make disciples of all men. And I don't want to get preachy, and I'm certainly not a spiritual superhero, as I said. But but I, I, I do believe that, that eventually if we get to a fault line, where we find ourselves at a place where there's no way forward. I I can't go there for you. You can't come here for me. What is that? What is that fault line? What is that divide? What is that line of demarcation? I think on one side of that line, I mean, what you got debt, you got education, you got infrastructure, we got, you know, should we or should we not pay off student debt? I mean, there'll be a lot of principled debates and they'll ebb and flow and they'll bob and weave and the masses will believe one thing and then the general public will believe another. But at the end of the day, if we end up where Marjorie Taylor Greene says we end up and we have a national divorce, I think the line of demarcation will be those of us who believe there's a God in heaven. He's sovereign. We are not top of the food chain. I can't control the, I mean, I need to be responsible and a good steward of our planet's resources. But at the end of the day, 
I have so little control over the temperature of the planet Earth 100 years from now. And then I think there'll be a secular side that believes man is ultimately top of the food chain, that the Big Bang is real. And we went from, you know, a snail to a rabbit uh, to, to a dog to a gorilla to a human. I mean, there's kind of a, I mean, it's Darwin's theory of evolution. And, um, but, but, but as I hear the words national divorce, I begin to think about, okay, that's out there. I mean, that's pretty extreme until you read 47% of Republicans kind of sort of agree with what Margie Taylor Greene says. So, so what is the driver? What is the single episode in American history that could lead us there? I don't have any idea, but I do believe when we, when, and if we ever get there, it'll be those of us who believe in a God and those of us who believe that man is top of the food chain. I do want to thank our good friends at Mickey Finn's. They are the largest South Carolina liquor wholesaler serving every county of the state, largest bourbon selection in South Carolina. They ship wines to 43 states in America, soon opening a new beverage warehouse across from Bucky's on I-95 in Florence. Mickey Finn's, proud supporter of the University of South Carolina Fighting Gamecocks. Uh, they, they take care of the concessions, the uh, the libation concessions at both Williams Bryce and Colonial Life Arena. I want to also thank Marlboro PD Electric Co-op for their steadfast support of No Stop Lights with Ken Arthur.